Hello and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we're having a special spotlight on the Tallahassee chapter. We're talking to the current president, Patricia Manning, and we want to share some ideas with uh, the rest of the chapters on how to be a successful chapter, and Tallahassee has definitely been very successful over the last few years, and some very successful events and training events, and so we thought we'd bring Patricia on to share that with you. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're very excited to be uh, talking about the Tallahassee chapter. It's kind of a chapter spotlight, and uh, to do that, we've invited uh, Patricia Manning to be on the podcast today. So, Patricia, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Doing good. A little rainy up here in D.C. area, but otherwise doing really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, background about yourself, what you do with the chapter, and, you know, uh, just your, your background, your career? Absolutely. I am Patricia Manning. I am the current president for 2020-2001 for the Tallahassee chapter of the Association of Government Accountants. And I've also volunteered or agreed to serve as president for another term for 2021-22. I I'm a retired controller from higher education, 31 years of service to the state of Florida. I do plan to continue to be engaged with the Association of Government Accountants even during my retirement. And I hate to tell you, Paul, but we have sunny days in Florida. It is 83 degrees and the sun is shining, no rain. So wish you were here with us. But um, I I am very excited to be here today to tell you a little about our chapter and spotlight some of the things that we do and the things we do to continue to be engaged. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, yes. And I, uh, you know, I always want to bring on a lot of the local chapters and folks around the country. So, you know, we're not just focused on D.C. all the time. There's a lot more going on in the world. Um, so very happy to have you here. And, uh, uh, again, just want to get some insights from what you all do down there in Tallahassee to make it a successful chapter. You know, I've heard that you all have been platinum chapter for many years. So, um, but before we talk about that, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, the makeup of your chapter, you know, what kind of, uh, how big is it? Um, what types of folks are members and, you know, where, what kind of, uh, jobs or what, what's the, the, what's the makeup of the chapter? Absolutely. Our current chapter size, we have currently 297 members. My goal is to hit that 300 mark before the end of the 2021 chapter year. And I think we are on on pace to do that because I have four members that I need to respond to today or four potential members I need to respond to today to join the chapter. Um, our makeup is city, county, state, federal, higher education institutions, nonprofits, corporates, students, retired. We are all over the place. And the good part about that is we're in the capital city of Florida. And for the state we have of our membership, 41% of our members 
work for the state. Um, the city, 10%. County, 13%. Educational institutions is 11%. Nonprofits, 4%. Um, the area that we struggle with, of course, is with student engagement, and we're working really hard to engage students and to be a part of various events on the campuses of the institutions here in Florida. And so we're working with that. Currently, of the 297, we're at two active students, um, but we're working hard to increase that. And we're doing a lot better with the student engagement. For instance, last year for scholarships, we provide scholarships for students each year. And we have been struggling with getting students to apply for the scholarships. But last year we had so many that it took us a while to go through all of the applications. And how we did that was being engaged with the higher education institutions, sending emails, text messages to the chairs of the accounting department and having them to also send out notices to the students and just reminding them. I did a lot of reminders last year, and I think that that helps a lot with students being aware that scholarships were available. Um, so we're looking forward to not only providing those scholarships, but getting students more engaged in what we're doing. And we do have those two are interested in serving on the board and being active in the membership, which is a plus, which will get us closer to our goal of engaging those students and providing service and training and helping them to understand what governmental accounting or financial management is about and how they can have a career in those areas. So some of the major agencies and institutions that are members of our chapter include State Board of Administration, Florida A&M University, Department of Transportation, Department of Children and Families, Florida Housing and Finance Corporation, Florida Lottery, Law Red, Krona, and Monroe, which is a CPA firm, um, Leon County, so the, the county employees, Department of Agriculture, just to name a few. So again, we are across the board with members from various industries in Tallahassee. And we have members that are not even in Tallahassee, but they want to maintain their membership with Tallahassee because they like what they get from our chapter. That's great. Yeah. And definitely thanks for bringing up the student piece. I've definitely heard and experienced the same thing and it can be very challenging to bring students in um, even up here in DC area. I mean, the boards that I've been on, it's difficult to, to get them in. And I think you're right. The biggest thing is awareness. They're not, they're not always aware that they're scholarships. They're not aware of what, government accounting work is. I don't think the schools necessarily really cover that very much. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Um, exactly. We do have a major institution here in Tallahassee that has taken a turn to not want to offer governmental accounting as a part of their curriculum. And, and we've been working with them, talking to them, and hoping that we can get them to change their mind because it is a major institution. Right. No, that's good. I mean, we got to keep pushing on that. Um, 
So I think, yeah, this is one of those areas I wanted to cover, some of the core areas that you feel have made you guys successful, and we kind of cover some student side and reaching out there. But let's talk a little bit about um, some other areas. Um, It sounds like, you know, you have a pretty strong core membership and you do some kind of personal touches with recruiting. What what would you say are uh, some of the strengths of your core membership? Sure. Some of the strengths are consistency. We have members that have been members since the beginning and they return um, each year. And that helps a lot with the consistency um, with the membership. We also have on our CEC, you know, we have board members that continue to stay to help elevate the profession and to help expand the awareness of the chapter. And we don't have a lot of turnover. Now, this year, we will have a bit of turnover because we have some people that are retired and they have been here since the beginning and they want to take a step back to get other people involved in the running of the chapter of the organization because we are very prevalent in the community. We do, we provide a lot of training to our members, uh, including monthly training. We made some changes to the monthly midday trainings that we provide. It is free to all of our members because we don't have that overhead that we have when we are face-to-face. And so we decided as a CEC that we wanted to give that benefit to our members to get free, free CPE every month. Students are also free. Guests that are not members of the AGA, they only pay $5. And so the the sign up um, and the commitment from people have been pretty high. Like this month, our training is on 421, and we already have 52 people registered for that particular training. Another thing we did during the pandemic, because we want to help people, we, we know that a lot of people have been displaced. They need assistance, so we provide the webinars, the national webinars for free. Of course, we can only get 30 um, spots, but this year we purchased seven of the webinars to provide additional CPE to the members. We also do a governmental training event every year, and we have about 300 people that attend that training. That is another recruitment mechanism that we use because we pick up a lot of new members during that training event. And this year alone, we've we've added 41 new members to our chapter. So that consistency of the membership helps a lot because people know people, you know, and, and word of mouth. And ensuring that we provide service to our members. And we ask, we also do surveys. And when a member sends an email thanking us for what we do, I send an email back to them showing the appreciation and asking them, is there anything that you would like to see or receive that we are not providing to the members Give us suggestions, suggestions on monthly 
midday training topics, suggestions on inviting presenters to the annual government training event that we provide in February each year. And so I try to get feedback from the members as they're giving us feedback, you know, get feedback from them on how to make the chapter better. And what we feel is communication is key. So if we're communicating with our members, then they feel that they are a part of the decisions that are made. And as long as people feel a part of, then they accept that as as a family. You know, I, I see this chapter as a family. 300 strong almost, and, and it's a family. We communicate, communicate, communicate. Until they get tired of the communication. <laughs> no, it sounds like it. I mean, 300 is impressive for that event. I mean, I'm with the D.C. chapter. We have about 2,000-something members, and we you know, we might get 300 for our event. You know, <laughs> that's that's really impressive. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, you know, it sounds kind of like I know a lot of other chapters do what they call mini PDTs, and you guys call, call, uh-huh. it, you call it the GTE. Um Sounds like that's been a really great, like you said, recruiting. Uh, it's just a word of mouth. I mean, how long have you all been doing that event? And 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 you know how uh, how do you get folks to 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 know about it? How do you advertise it? I guess. Yeah, at, this year was the thirteenth. Um, so we've been doing it for thirteen years, and the way we get it out, of course, we we maintain a contact listing of. Anybody that has ever attended any of our training events, we ask them, is it okay to put them down as a contact? We haven't received any that said no. So they get added to our contact list. Of course, we use um, constant contact. And for everyone that has ever attended anything, we send emails out to each of those individuals advertising that training event. The reason we call it a GTE is because some agencies won't approve of sending their staff to certain types of events. But if we call it training, that's why we call it governmental training event. So it's a training and we get more buy-in from the agencies to send more of their personnel to the training event because it's a training. So that, that's the reason it's called GTE versus PDT <laughs> or, or, you know, member of um, many PDT, but it's basically the same. Um, I look at other chapters that send, because they ask us to advertise other chapters send requests for us to advertise to our contacts their training events also. And we love to do that because it's not just about Tallahassee. It's about all of the communities. So we send it out to all of our contacts so that they can also participate in other training events in, in other areas. So we also, in addition to sending emails to advertise that event, we also put it on Facebook and Twitter. So we advertise all of the. We put those notifications out on Facebook and Twitter, and people look forward to it because they know that it's in February of every year, and is inexpensive 
training. Um, you get a lot of training for this year was less than $300 for 16 CPE for two days of training. So people look forward to it. And, and I think that's why there's a lot of buy-in. Um, we, we don't charge a lot, but we ensure that the topics are relevant and that they're timely. Uh, we do one of them is um, the AGA, not AGA, uh, Lisa Parker. Uh, and, and I tell you, I think everybody has Lisa Parker. <laughs> um, but people look forward to it. They know it's a long training, but they look forward to gathering that information um, on all updates that are coming up so that they can be better prepared for the implementation of the new pronouncements that are coming out. I mean, we have Billy Moorhead. Everybody wants Billy. Um, So it's interesting, and people don't get tired. This year, we had challenges, you know, because of the pandemic. Everybody is used to being face-to-face. But, of course, we did it through hmm, Zoom. We did it through Zoom and we did it as a telecast to other, the webcast to all of the participants. However, the presenters were actually on Zoom. Lessons learned through that is I think that next year, if we have to do it that way, that if we can keep it down to 300, we will do everybody on Zoom because we had some technical difficulties of people um, not having the right level of technology. And so they had some issues with freezing up. So as I told the CEC, it's a lesson learned. It's new. Um, But overall, it was wonderful because we use an app also where they can ask their questions and get their questions answered during the presentations or after the presentations, um, do polls. It, it was wonderful. I mean, we received a lot of accolades, even with the situation with the pandemic. So it was well attended and people appreciated it. And it was a lot of work, but I'm sure in DC, you all are having some of the same types of issues going around the pandemic. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I see some silver linings or sunshine coming back through the clouds here. I feel like uh, we're heading towards getting back out there sometime soon, hopefully this year. That's just my thoughts. But well, I, I actually like it being um, online. Um, I think that it has opened up our eyes to the possibilities of doing both. You know, some people have already been doing it. You can be face-to-face and provide the opportunity for someone to electronically attend some of these events. And those people that may have been closed-minded before now see the possibilities of both. Right, and I was wondering, did you actually see maybe attendance go up for some things because it was virtual? I think the midday training 
I think that they are better well attended um, during this time. And what I saw was with the GTE, we picked up people that would not have been able to attend face-to-face because of travel costs um, that were able to attend. And they were very excited about that because people have asked that in the past that whether they can attend um, virtually. And now we know you can do both. Now, one of the issues you may face is that if you have a presenter that that does not want to be recorded, um, that I, we had a couple of presenters that made that request and it makes it more difficult to be able to um, allow people to virtually attend. And I guess you can turn that recording off, which we did have to take them out of the recording um, because you have some that don't want to be recorded. Right. No, but I think in general, you're right. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think the last year has shown us that we can do so much virtual and then in the future, hopefully, you know, be a nice combination of in-person and virtual. You get more people involved Either way, I think it's hopefully going to be positive in, in that way. Um, so another yeah, another thing I wanted to address is with the Power Seven, where Wendy um, gave us a challenge this year for this Power of Seven, um, where we in our chapter we've always been active in the community and provided service to community services organizations. So we just select a few each year. But this year, because of the request, um, we wanted to do at least seven. And we have one more to do, and we will have reached that seven. I mean, those community services organizations, if for no other year, really needed those donations this year because donations, each one of them shared that the donations were down because of the pandemic and and they still need the funds. Of course, because of COVID, we weren't going out and providing service like we used to. We would be active in if they were having an event, sending a few of our members would attend. This year, that was not happening because of COVID. However, to address that, we agreed to provide donations. One of the ways that we increased the donations was we would send emails out to each of the contacts and let them know which community service organization we were going to donate to and allow them to donate funds. So we, as a CEC, set aside budget that we were going to give a minimum budget that we were going to provide donations to the community services organizations, but we also allow the members and, and our friends to donate. And, and that has been wonderful. I mean, yesterday I provided a $700 check to Ronald McDonald House. Um, we, we gathered so many donations for elder care services that we, we would pick, we would call the elder elf program and we received two elders that we were going to provide, um, we received a list 
of things that they desired. And we went over and beyond the list. And because of all the donations, we also provided four, over $400 back to elder care services. And I, I get excited with the giving. I am a giver, naturally a giver. And so I get excited. I record videos when I present a check to the organization, put it out on Facebook so that people know what we're doing so that, you know, that's even more buy-in. People are saying, okay, I see where it's going and I appreciate where it's going. And as I mentioned before, with the seven being bringing seven new members, you know, we, we definitely have already exceeded that at 41. And I know four more will be members before June 30th. And so I'm excited about that. Of course, again, I mentioned the challenge with the students. We didn't meet the seven with the students, but we, we will continue to strive toward doing that even beyond this chapter year. But I, I, I know my voice sounds excited. I get excited about giving and serving. Right. No, better to uh, receive. What is it? Give than to receive. I agree with that. Um, so one more talking point, and then I kind of want to summarize because I took some notes here, and I think I might have the key for successful chapter. I'll, I'll run it by you here. But let's. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you. Um, how about AGA National? Do you reach out to them? Do you get ideas from them or help from them? Absolutely. I speak with Megan a lot. Um, anytime I have a question and, and I really appreciate that national is there for us and, and very timely, anything that we've asked, they've provided over and beyond, even down to the assistance when we were preparing for the GTE, we needed some assistance with understanding what to do or what national does when they provide the PDT, the NLTs, um, all of the training events what software they use, um, how to use Conference I.O. to the best of, of our ability. And so she gave us a lot of assistance and ideas, making sure that we understood whether we were putting up letters, whether you are doing polls, how much you needed to do to ensure that we're in compliance. Um, with the Board of Accountancy for the CPE. I also use, we use national for um, advertising the GTE, getting it out to the other chapters beyond Tallahassee to be able to use national for that. So we communicate with national consistently, and they have been wonderful to assist us with ensuring that we stay where we are, successful as we are, and with the new ACE awards with determining the success of the chapters, which changed this year. So we've been communicating back and forth with them with each of the goals, where you define your goals and determine um, how many points you receive for each of the categories to ensure that we stay platinum this year and we are less than 200 points away right now. So I'm sure we're going to exceed that by the end of May, but without the help of national, 
I don't know what we would do um, with addressing the challenges and making sure that we understand the rules, the policies, the, the goals, the instruments that are being used to track the success of our chapter. That's good to hear. That's great. Well, so, all right, I wanted to run by you what I heard and see if uh, if I got this right. So I got about five things here. It sounds like reasons why your chapter is so successful. And I don't think it's just you. I, mean, I think you exemplify a lot of these characteristics, but I'm sure it's part of your uh, chapter in general. So number one I have here was uh, goal-oriented. So, you know, you said you had 297, but you got to get to 300 members. You know, you said you power of seven, you know, you had to get all seven, right? <laughs> so no, I, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's very important. You know, you're very goal oriented. Um, you know, you have 200 more points to get right for the year, that kind of thing. I mean, I think that's, that's all very important. Um, number two I had here was kind of a personal touch. It sounds like, you know, you have members that have been there a long time. I'm sure they know each other. I'm sure they're friends. Um, sounds like you reach out to folks that might be interested in joining and follow up and double check and triple check, you know, there's a personal outreach, right? Absolutely. Um, I heard number three here. I feels like you're, you have a very strong, consistent board, a very active board. You know, they take their role seriously. Everybody on the board is working. They're not just, you know, showing up to meetings, right? Absolutely. It's team effort. There you go. Um, and then I was hearing number four outreach. So in many different ways. So, um, you know, you reach out to your community, obviously, to the, you know, to the community service organizations, to the charities. You reach out to students, try to get them in there. Even though it's difficult, you still keep on trying and keep on reaching out. Um, you know, re you reach out to national for ideas or for conference support or, you know, technology. You reach out to other chapters. You reach out to non-members to see if they want to become members. So communication, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last observation here. So just in general, I would just say excitement and passion like you know you actually do enjoy doing these activities it's not like oh here we go again it's the monthly meeting here you know it sounds like you know your chapter you guys are excited to to meet up to do your training sessions to do your yearly events um i mean that's a huge piece too to you know keep people coming back so i don't know what Absolutely. do you think does that, does that sound right is that about right those uh, observations the only one i would change is as opposed to being goal oriented, I think we look more at results oriented. So seeing the results, you know, you got to reach the goal to get to the results, but focusing on, on those results and how we can make the um, organization better and how we can better represent the organization. And I also wanted to say, you are definitely right about that team approach. Um, Again, family, and we see success as a group effort. Yeah, that's and so great. that's the way we address. Right. No, that's great. I like that 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 way to look at it. The goals as well. Yeah, but you know, you know the numbers, you know the targets, but you want to see a result. It's not just a, a number to reach. I like that. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Well, I mean, again, thank you very much for joining us today. I think a lot of folks will learn from this. And uh, if you just wanted to, any final thoughts you wanted to send us off with or any words of encouragement to other chapters out there that want to, you know, get there as well. Absolutely. Yes. I first want to thank you for including the Tallahassee chapter because this would be the first time we've been invited and, and hopefully not the last. And, and I'm hoping that 
the things that I have shared can be used by others and they can contact us at any given time. And what I want to say to other chapters is you can do it, whether you're there or not, whether you're close or whether you feel that you're far away, set your goals and go one at a time um, and ensure that members are engaged and find out what members want to ensure that you're providing what the members are expecting. However, ensure that the members understand what, what the chapter is expecting of them. And so when you have that mutual understanding, more buy-in comes easier and you'll reach those goals. And as you reach those goals, then you can start looking at your results, focusing on the results, but you can start with setting your goals and make sure they're realistic and they're time focused when you set them and you can reach it. So no matter where you are right now, you can get to your goal. Thank you. Well, thank you, Patricia. And thanks for uh, giving us some little insight into the Tallahassee chapter. So thanks again. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's our show. Thanks again for tuning in. Check out all our podcasts, agacgfm.org. We've got the year off here to a good start. Got a lot more podcasts scheduled, a lot of good AGA events coming up. So definitely tune back in soon. But until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA. AGA.